So this is Nerding Daily. We're going to talk about a new Amazon Audible called Stanley's Alliances, A Trick of Light, written by Stan Lee and Kat Rosenfield, created by Stan Lee and Luke Lieberman and Ryan Silbert, and narrated by Yara Shahidi. Is that how you say that, Ryan? Shahidi. <laughs> I worked that, and I just <laughs> screwed it up. But we're glad to be here with you, Ryan. Um, so tell us about this new universe you've helped create. Yeah, so, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I was huge Marvel fan growing up. Um, and you, you've heard these amazing, powerful statements and questions um, that Stan has asked his fan community and has asked through his, his stories, you know, with great power, most responsibility. And, you know, um, yeah. these are, and, and the real question that Marvel uh, Publishing loves to ask, which is what if? And oh. as all like, great Stan Lee stories, it really starts with that question. And he said, th- in this case, he said, what is more real, the world we are born into or the one we create for ourselves? And that became the sort of foundation that unlocked the universe story building for alliances. And then what eventually became the introductory story, which is a trick of light. Cool. I really noticed that with this one. And I really appreciated that how current this one is. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a story focused. for today, for now, for the upcoming generation. And I really like, and I don't know if Stan, I don't know the involvement of everybody but i felel like it had a really like a player one ready player ready one, player one and, vibe and matrix, and matrix yeah. to it and i love right. that and and creating your own reality is a cool concept so in this story there's a, a range of, of characters three major ones did you have a part in that or was that stan or how did this work how did you how did all these great minds come together to create this universe <laughs> yeah i mean so it, it really is not so dissimilar to the marvel method um you know stan has worked that way for his entire life and, you know in this case we put together uh, a bullpen and he put together a bullpen that you know started with luke lieberman who was his um mentee for decades oh. and luke and i had met at comic-con and we became friends and then through friends our friendship became collaborators and I met Stan at Comic-Con and then you know, Kat came onto the team. So it really became this bullpen. And, you know, I was on the East coast and Stan and Luke were on the West coast. So, you know, it's interesting because technology played a role. You know, you could exchange yeah. now ideas in a way where you don't have to be in the same place, which, you know, also I think, you know, we're in a strange way, you know, borrows so much. I mean, I don't know if this is, this is not intentional, but the cosmic kismet of it is all that like, you know, Stan also in his letter pages really provided, you know, the uh, fan culture a way to get together in the last two pages of his books you know so like uh-huh. he always seemed to have a way of building a community in virtual spaces um <laughs> yeah. and, and that's how this yeah, creative yeah. community this how this creative collaboration came together um but uh yeah i appreciate that you guys think it's 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 part of the kind of culture of today because that's something that stan was very curious about you know he worked every day of his life and he was extremely curious individual and cared a lot about you know society and you know technology he may not have always understood it but he he did love it <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> that's awesome that's so cool yeah so I mean what was it like um was this the first time working with him for you yeah so I, I I'd met Stan a couple of times you know socially but never had worked with him and you know as you can imagine it doesn't matter what professional accomplishment you got you had prior to coming to sit with Stan I think a lot of people said this because I read other other collaborators that have worked with them or friends of mine who have and it's like you kind of everybody feels the same way you like immediately revert to becoming a fanboy right. before <laughs> you become or yeah. you know a fangirl and like you immediately just like you can't believe what you're just like uh, immersed in everything that he could say and and every question he had and every idea he had and that and at some point the work becomes the work right, right. so you know it, it started it started becoming clear to me and I think one of the things that's great about working with somebody like Stan when you are a fan is that he's a fan right, um, yeah. it was a fan I mean 
you know, past present tense. It, you know, he's still so present in our lives as like a, you know, cu- cultural cosmic ephemera. But um, you know, he he was a fan himself. You know, he's a fan of Errol Flynn. You know, a fan of the Avenger stories, Captain Blood, and you know, Sherlock <laughs> Sherlock Holmes was a massive influence for him. And you know, he's a fanboy of all these things. And like he sort of used all culture to inform his sensibilities, which then of course became the modern mythology that we all love. Mm. So. Um, it kind of, when, when you start seeing him like referencing his, the, his fandom, it made it kind of okay for me to be, give like permission to be like, okay, well, yeah, you know, right. <laughs> that silver surfer in the back oh, uh, around of your, of, of your office. Let's just talk about that for like a second, right. <laughs> you know, How cool. that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so what, so we mentioned ready player one and matrix. What are other like no. influences that you guys had that kind of helped drive this? So, I mean, I'll tell you that the, one of the major influences is also the medium we chose to tell it in, which was audio. And that's, um, I mean, we'll get to that later. But uh, the, you know, audio storytelling is sort of the origination of serialized storytelling, which then became comic books, which became, you know, obviously an immensely popular uh, mass medium. So I think that the idea of like serialized storytelling, in, and again, I'm going to reference the things that Stan loved, like the the serials, um, you know, that were on the radio are a tremendous influence, you know, the shadow and, and things of that nature. And then you've got things like, you know, Daryl Flynn movies, like the kind of Warner Brothers way of like telling stories, like, you know, every, you know, they're kind of continuous, but the same. And you see it in the beginning chapters of the story, how they're, how it's told in a sort of serialized format. Mm-hmm. Where it jumps around from character to character, so that was that oh, yeah. that was kind of one of the influences. And you know, for me, when we're talking about some of the characters he was interested in exploring, you know, I think you see I don't know spoilers for people who are listening, but like you know, there are there's some Cronenberg in there, and without like giving tipping our head too much, um, and you know, it's not really from Stan, that's more from Luke and I. You know, yeah. <laughs> we, we kind of all threw in um, our own sort of things, and then it kind of blended together really nicely. You know, Cats a, a massive. Stephen King fan as am I and Army of Darkness is like one of our favorite movies. So like, you know, we kind of started like blending in kind of references that way and Dan got his references and, you know, we all kind of were able to pull in our, our interest into that story to kind of tell, tell the story. I think in a, I think in a, in a singular manner though, like it really is Stan's story and, you know, his, his voice is clear and present in it. And, you know, he was he is in every page and every uh, character. So it's really kind of neat. Um, to work in that fashion none of us had ever worked that way before right yeah it feels like a stanley yeah, story like, yeah it, it and, has and that vibe to it, you wrote you know? it. <laughs> yeah. wrote it yeah. i mean like you know his his like his temperament in like working through the outline from outline to published work is you know incredibly detail-oriented and especially when it comes to character you know and questions of identity the guy i mean you know he was exploring questions of identity his whole his whole career and you know peter parker and spider-man and you know hulk and bruce it's like kind of this this is the cultural idiom that he sort of created or borrowed from and then you know made popular so i mean you know this is this is truly one of the i, I think one of the a really interesting modern sand story and i like how it's um it's not just a, a fun and entertaining story which it is but there's also like it's it's the questioning you know how far should we go with technology and, and how far is it technology changing us as a society and as people which i think is an awesome way like you're just not it's not just entertainment it's actually like questions and a message and things to think about well it almost crosses into transhumanism you know where eventually yeah. one of the characters not to give a spoiler blends himself mm-hmm. with technology in a way well definitely does it right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i love yeah, that angle it's, uh, i love that angle because he's tricked by it too so it's interesting yeah yeah it's <laughs> 
it, 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 it's like a, it's like one of those great kind of things that Stan I think was exploring in the story is like you're saying he, he, I mean and he's always had this and I think that's what makes this story uh, like a really exciting one I mean unfortunately he's not with us for the release of it but mm-hmm. you see sort of an arc to his storytelling from the Fantastic Four even when you look at like you know he was saying at that point we hadn't been to the moon and Kirby and him sort of imagined what it was like to be but right her, right, right. right. And then, you know, there were cosmic rays. And who knew? Maybe there were cosmic rays. But like, he, you know, it's a parable in a way because he's like saying, what what changes us when we go to the moon? What what changes us in the lights? You know, how can technology help us reach the stars? And in this, you know, particularly, and he says it in the introduction, his curiosity became like, why did, how did technology become something that changes us in the palms of our hands? We're no longer reaching for the stars. That's not where those tricks of light are. The tricks of light are actually coming from the OLED screens in our, in our handsets. You know, and that's, and that's what's great about Stan, even though he may not have not understood technology specifically, he understands humanity. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, right. and then he's able to create fantastical stories out of these really, really, I think, uh, meaningful characters, you know, you know, fulsome characters. Right. And Absolutely. I love, I love how the, as you just explained, a trick of light, but yet, and we want, we usually have a lot of spoilers on our show, but we will save okay. them for this. We will, we'll save it for, cause this is kind of yeah. a new release and people haven't had a chance to listen to it as yeah. much. But uh, I love how there's even the big twist in it has, oh, there's a trick of light. I mean, that totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 love reveals, this. Yeah. I love that twist. Man. Yeah, I did not see it good. coming. <laughs> so, uh, well, so what? Um, I, I don't know how much you can share, but what kind of like how how mapped out is this universe? Like, you know, like with future characters or or the future of these characters. Yeah. So I, I, mean, what I can say is, you know, it, like any, uh, we, we worked on this for many years. So we know there's a lot that didn't make it into the introduction, introductory story. And, you know, specifically Stan's curiosity in introducing this story, uh, revolved around making it very street level. Um, cause that's, you know, where he felt most comfortable, I think, and telling, you know, a, a, a story that's scaled around an event and about around the human connection and relationships. And there are other characters that weren't in this, but certainly the universe, as he says in the opening, you know, we're embarking on a fantastic new universe. So for sure, you know, as you know, Stan stories, they tend to expand. So, so yeah. the, the like future stories, will they, and once again, you might not be able to answer this, but um, you know, will it focus on this, this group of people and then expand or will it just kind of jump around to different stories and then they all come together type thing, or I don't know how much. You can I, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, at the moment, it's trick of light, right? Okay. Um, so it's it's about these three primary characters. But as you spoiler, spoiler, right? <laughs> there's there's certainly larger threats, and they're certainly set up, you know, right. out there that go unanswered to a way. And there are still questions that you know have yet to be figured out by the characters, but are, are certainly figured out by the creative team. Um, and certainly, Stan was not one to not have figured out like every detail on a, on a, on a character. Right. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, he, I mean, his laser focus on character is so amazing. Like I've, I've worked with, you know, some cool storytellers, I would say. And like I, his ability to like work simply. Um, and I don't mean that in a, in a bad way. I mean like, like really like right. in a structured way to say like simplify down the character to their core essence. And like, you know, I'm, I have a tendency and I think we all do as like, you know, especially when you're trying to show off, I think when you're going to stand, like you want to like go in super prepared, right. Or like say something really amazing and, or, you know, insightful or, you know, what article and like cutting edge research. And like, you know, he'll just sit there and listen to you talk. And then he'll say like, okay, let's just script back down. You remember that character? Remember we went back to like, you know, let's remember back to three weeks ago. And it's like, oh yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, take it down to the one, frame. One, 
Yeah, back to the <laughs> core, so, the essentials. Yeah, exactly. One time he invoked Superman. I was like, it's that's amazing. <laughs> like, not, you're not even not even your character. It's like amazing. That you would, I, I guess when you created so many, like five thousand plus characters, you have to think about like the one that you didn't create <laughs> and admire admire the simplicity there. Yeah, that's awesome. It's humbling. Who's uh, who's yeah, your it, who's your favorite character yeah. from a trick of light? There's a silver there's a silver surfer there. I don't know. They're silver all over the place. Nice. <laughs> yeah i think Nora and rad's a super interesting character i love like the romance that um stan and kirby uh imbued into him mm-hmm. you know like his romantic ideals but like kind of i mean yeah yeah you all know the character well, like, it's, it's interlaced yeah. with such philosophy yeah. and he's he's in this like i mean he basically gets food for galactus but he has such a yeah. philosophical conversation with himself constantly and i love it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, and this tragedy of his love life is like oh, kind of yeah. amazing. So, oh man, yeah, yeah, I'm That's a big a fan one. of his, and you know, I love um, the Mobius book that like the two part book that he put out. I don't mm-hmm. know if you were reading books then, but like, uh, I love that book. Um, it's a good character, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good. <laughs> it's good reinvented. I, I didn't really like closely follow the most recent run, but um, it's interesting you can like reinvent the, sur- the surfer to be a little bit more like lighthearted, my understanding. Mm-hmm. That's, from, yeah. That's odd to me. I, I don't know if I would like that. You don't know if you like that? He's always a troubled individual. He's always isolated. I like that part of him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, just like he's, that he's, he's up there. What about you guys? I mean, now, I'm, now I'm interviewing you. It's, it's hard right. to say. It's hard to say. I don't think I could ever choose favorite, to really? be honest. There's so many things. And I mean, whenever it changes writers in the comics, like, yeah, you could totally have a new twist on a character. Like one of the main characters I loved from comic books was Daredevil. But then like recently they've had him like just out in the open, not even have an alter ego. He's just Daredevil, the lawyer. Right. Which it goes back and forth. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't have San Francisco. Send him to San Francisco. It's like, yeah. what's he doing there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been a Batman guy. I think I've, I even got a Batman shirt on right now. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deadpool, 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 Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just, he's the Bugs Bunny of the Marvel comics, you know? It's Bugs Bunny yeah. as a mercenary, really, That's if you hilarious. think about it. Very violent. Well, Bugs Bunny was violent, yeah, so. Yeah, he's violent. <laughs> it just yeah. wasn't as vulgar. They toned him down, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's, it's interesting not to be able to pick a favorite, like, character, especially now that they're all sort of interconnected, because it's actually, like, more sometimes fun to just see like who teams up with who and deadpool particularly has like so many fun like interactions right like it's almost like the interaction which is sort of a standism that you know goes back to the timely marvel days it's like seeing those characters clash for the first time is like kind of such an amazing experience yeah i mean yeah they just came out with what batman versus or and the ninja turtles like (laughs) right that's just crazy right so who's uh, yeah uh, robert was saying who's your favorite in trick of light favorite character Oh, wow. Um, oh, man, that's like, you know, like picking your favorite uh, Sophie's Choice. That's a, t- that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Nia is like such a, I mean, I, I, I find so much humanity in Nia and so much of what she goes through in that story. If you stripped away all of the sort of fantastical elements, it, it's just such a beautiful, in my opinion, coming of age story for her. So I, I I'm particularly drawn towards uh, her, but like you know, six six is a fun character. Six is, is a fun, yeah, is a oh fun villain. And Zul and uh, so fun. Zul, Zul, she oh, she's yes, an awesome it. villain. Yeah, yeah. Just the the way, not to give any spoilers, but how she can basically hide herself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the way yeah. To say it. 
Yeah, that's so cool. If you had yeah, like, you oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, if you had a um, dream cast, if it ever came into a movie, what would? Is there any ideas of who you would like love to see in certain parts? Like honestly, I I didn't hear until later in the story that Nia had red hair. But my, I mean, I was just naturally picturing Yara Shahidi as Nia. Like she's yeah. about the same age. You know, I think she's a solid actress. Like, I think that'd be kind of a, a neat little thing there. I don't know if she'd want to do that, but yeah, I mean, well, I'll I'll say this like with Yara specifically, like. It, you know, it's weird. It's it's an interesting kind of challenge when you're creating an audio drama for Audible because you're looking. We knew it was going to be single reader from when we uh, started working with Audible, and selecting an actor or an actress for this was something that was top of mind from the beginning, right? Because you know, you have a Stan Lee story, you've got Stan involved writing, you've got you know a, a totally new environment for him to work in that he was excited about, which is the audio medium. Um, and then it's like, who do you cast? Like, like we actually just went through that challenge, right? Yeah. Um, and really, really, it was only one person on our list, which was Yara. Um, and you know, frankly, it's because you know she really embodies so much of youth culture, yeah. and you know, she in, in a way is so connected to her fan base in a similar fashion that Stan was. Um, and her curiosity around science and technology, you know, she's a double major at Harvard, and she's a brilliant. You know, human being, um, but also incredibly talented as an as an actor. So you don't really always find those things all in one person, right. um, and and that's why she was kind of like perfect for for this. So when we're looking at other mediums, like I think you know that is going to be something that's a challenge for us because it needs to feel authentic to being um, part of youth culture because that I think that's a big a big, big piece of what makes a trick of light sort of resonate on um, that mm-hmm. and it certainly was one of the big things that was on stan's list so the fact that we only had one reader on our list and we had we got her was really exciting i mean like that was that was so cool um yeah it'd be like casting like i don't know like i don't know you can go so wrong because like you look at like the italian version of the of spider-man like that didn't really work yeah <laughs> so you know like okay, yeah, you could i mean once you start setting spider-man in high school with a high school i mean you know and, and with a, a kid that's close or an actor closer in age to high school you know it sort of starts popping off the screen in a different way right, right. yeah um so it it's very it's gonna it would be very fun to cast this 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 story especially especially because of sort of some of the spoilery natures of it yeah and it's funny because it's like i remember i always thought heath ledger was an amazing actor but when he got cast as joker i was kind of i didn't i'm like that sounds a terrible that's a terrible casting or when robert Downey jr got cast as iron man i was like you gotta be kidding me and way wrong on those right there so yeah yeah they, yeah they knocked I mean, it out of the park It'd be yeah I, I, oof it's incredible it's a, it's incredible i mean my mind was blown as a kid when i found out that uh luke skywalker was uh the joker so oh, yeah, yeah right yeah. <laughs> i was like oh huh. wow <laughs> yeah robert i should say that you should bring that up you remember her name sophia lillis from uh it's the 2017 movie i think she would she, she would, could she could be nia she's got the red hair yeah. she's a solid actress she was in a sharp objects that's yeah. oh that's right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah she was really good Sharp objects. I have not seen that yet. It's a TV show with Amy up. Adams. She played a young Amy Adams, and so right, she, yeah, that shows good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. add um, it to my list. All right. So what else we got, guys? Are, are, is there a possibility we could see this in print, like as a graphic novel or a comic book series too, or is it going to strictly stay as an Audible? Do you think? Uh, so it, it, it was designed as an Audible original. Um, the uh, print version is coming. It's coming in uh, September. Uh, with Howard Mifflin Harcourt, oh, cool. which is the publishing house um, 
uh, The Handmaid's Tale and uh, Tolkien. Oh, so yeah. it's really exciting for us because we have this audio event going on now into SDCC. And then in September, um, it's going to be available at bookstores, you know, uh, worldwide. And it's like, really, I wow. mean, it's a beautiful book. I think I just saw some galleys of it the other, I, mean, I know I saw some galleys of it a couple of weeks ago and it's like, it, it does stand proud. Let's just say that. Um, right. And I think it's gonna be an exciting thing for some people's shelf to see yes. a Stan Lee novel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially in a prestige place like uh, Houghton Mifflin Harcourt. Right. So I see it's, it's been out for like two weeks. How's the reception been so far? I mean, great. My mom loves it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is good. I mean, not really normally her story. She said that she uh, she could see this being the capstone to all of those comic conventions she took me to all those years, which was kind of... Nice. Uh, the reception has been great. You know, I think uh, it just... Um, you know, these are some unimaginable things. Like, you know, we hit, we were the New York, New York Times, like, um, seller and, you know, these things. It's, uh, so the reception was really, really strong. It, it, it's on the Amazon, it was on the Amazon chart. I think it was like the number 18 top selling book awesome. period like audio wow. or non-audio book awesome. uh that's great last week yeah it's really good and it's it's um it's just nice because like we made this for fans dan made this for the fans and with audible they are releasing it globally which is um not something we i mean no, the creative team could imagine it was possible and it's so great not because not only do we have yara shahidi we have local readers reading in local languages oh, cool. um a, Stan, a stanley story you know it's available like in eight different languages and that's you know for stan very was, was is was very important for this project to be seen by a global audience because the world is no longer um and because the story is about human connection it's no longer um you know the man-made barriers don't necessarily have as much meaning so releasing it globally to fans was something that was really important so um yeah, it's it's doing really well. Awesome, very cool. Good. Thank you Good for asking. Yeah. Um, well, I have to bring up this question that you've probably been been asked before. If you had one superpower in real life, what would it be? Uh. <laughs> Did you ask all your guests that, or just the no. uh, yeah. the creators of uh, superhero stories? Right. Um, oh man, I, I've been asked that before, but usually it's like uh, like after midnight, like kind of like one of those after questions midnight. when you're just kind of like exhausted on the couch and somebody turns to <laughs> send that. So I, never in an interview format have I ever been asked that. We can but, call you up after midnight if you want so. <laughs> yeah why don't you guys yeah call me after midnight. We'll, 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 have to, we'll, we'll have to pick that up you know I, I i quite like the invisibility power but then you know that gets towards kind of creepiness right. um yeah. so yeah. i've been reading a lot of mr miracle lately because i like that book and so I, now that like power for some reason is like creeping up in my head which is sort of like a cheat power but i like it so much because <laughs> it lends itself to kind of like this very strange dramatic storytelling in the latest run so um you know having cool. a little miracle powers could be kind of cool yeah, um cool yeah nothing wrong with that yeah yeah i know those are both not marvel characters but oh it's totally fine it counts. No, it we're counts. expanding <laughs> the universe now right no yeah and i <laughs> yeah. love i love how the the powers in here yeah. are not like what you've seen before like uh -uh. i mean maybe like a little bit but it's it's definitely fresh and new and i'm looking forward to see what else you guys have up your sleeves totally yeah thank you because it, it is i mean it powers are one of those things that become hard to say like stan was a big pro pro proponent of saying like what, what can we see new you know what i mean like how can we make this new and fresh for an audience and he says this in one of our working sessions he said like you know we audience has seen everything like you know readers have seen everything we've seen this we've seen that and it's like what can we say? And how can we make it new? And it wasn't always about what he meant. His intention wasn't like, oh, how do you make something like brand new? That was always my intention. And then that gets you slowed down because you start not becoming, it becomes not about the character. Right. And right. Uh, I think that the powers that 
these characters um, that evolve and these, these characters evolve in a very organic, and I'm glad you mentioned that way. That's really important to us, for, to us to have the powers be part and parcel to their stories. And like Stan always had with his stories, it's like the powers never were able to solve their real world problems, right? So like that was always key for him. Um, and I think that's the case here too. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how, um, once again, we're not going to do spoilers, but I like how, and sometimes like if you, a story, they're trying to set up a sequel too much and it doesn't, you don't feel closure, but this one had the closure, but yet not everything was wrapped up. There was plenty of things, questions unanswered, but yeah, I, I really like how it wrapped up there in the end. Absolutely. Thank you. And I, and I, yeah. I also like that there's a little bit of romance in this. It's yes. not too much, you know, it's like just a lot right. Well, I mean, <laughs> but it's more emotional, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It, and it's real. That, that part of it's very real. I won't give away anything, but I, I, I really appreciate that level. <laughs> and I appreciate- yeah. You know, Stan is, is an extremely, you know, romantic was extremely romantic guy you know romantic about the world romantic about people like he, he had like a, a lot of romance to the way he wrote um so yeah I, I think that fortunately comes through not just in his comic book work but in this um more literary audio uh work thank you for noting that because that is um that was a very big important piece to him and us i mean for sure is to keep the romance very real and grounded and it should feel like a romance that you know so hopefully people have had if you removed all the fantastical like you said or i said right you did it. He said it. <laughs> you said somebody said it yeah right on well we appreciate you i'm glad you you came on to be uh on here with us and i'm glad Thank you got you. this opportunity to to share that whole experience i mean it was uh that story I, i'm looking forward to the next yeah, I don't know how long it'll be, but <laughs> I'll probably get the book when we'll it comes be there. Out. Yeah, we'll be there for it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah look for the book. Excited. There's some. I think there's some things that you'll you'll appreciate in the book that um, you know uh, are not necessarily not. <laughs> revealed in the audio. Oh, oh, that's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Excellent. <laughs> thank you. So uh, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, we were glad to have yeah. you. Yeah, you're, you're welcome anytime. Anytime you want to come on, just, you know, give us a ring. We'll, we'll be glad to chat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was fun. Yeah. That's Ryan, Ryan Silver, everyone. <laughs> cool. We never really know how to end you our shows. We just I, I could just end it. I could just say, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this is Nerding Daily, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>